So Jared called it. Um, ahead of time. Ahead of time. Far ahead of time. Like what was it? what time was it? Like four he, o'clock in the morning? Nah, no, not in the morning. No, he called me around two o'clock. Um, and we was talking, and he was like, "Yo, man, I don't know what it is. Something in my bones, man. Like Steep ain't gonna win." I told you, motherfuckers, he was gonna lose. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Round One Podcast. This is Joshua. It's your boy Lou. And boy, did we have an exciting car tonight. Good gosh, dude. I mean, what the hell? I, I, wow. What in the holy... I mean, I... Good God. Where do you start? I don't know, man. I mean, I knew... You know, it's very rare that you that you that you go into a fight full of excitement, like, oh my goodness, this could be one of the yeah. greatest cards ever. Yeah. And then it actually produces and becomes the, the one of the greatest cards ever. Like this was absolutely nuts. Yeah. Absolutely. Nuts. Yeah, so this um it got off to a slow start with Derek Brunson versus Heinix, Ian Heinix. Um, that fight went to decision. Derek Brunson got the win on that. Uh, Derek Brunson did get the win on that. He started off the fight by getting kicked in the fucking head. He did. He did on a back pedal. Got head kicked. Fell out. We thought that fight was going to be over. Yeah, he got back. He got, yeah. he got kicked in the head to Bambi legs, and I thought, mm. I'm like, um, yep, because you know Brunson has a he has a problem defending long, linky fighters. Mm. You know what I mean? Um. Brunson is a guy that's like he seems like he has a wrestler base, but he realized that his fighting style might be boring and it's not going to get him, mm-hmm. you know, not going to get him the shine that he wants. Uh, and he's like abandoning that. But you know, I don't know what his base is because this is Derek. Derek Brunson is ranked number eight now, yeah. and this is after he dropped. No, I think it was eight. Um, I don't know what he is after the win. No, not after the win. No, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Coming into the fight, he was ranked number eight. Yeah. But I think Derek Brunson, the high point in his career, I think he was once ranked like number five. Um, after beating, uh, I think he was might have been ranked like number five or six. Mm. Um, and then he lost because mind you, he was on the tear until he lost against Robert Whitaker. Mm-hmm. He beat Uriah Hall. Mm-hmm. Then he lost against Robert Whitaker, and then he lost against Israel Adesanya. And you know he dropped he dropped down to number eight. Mm-hmm. So those weren't back to back losses though. Um, no, he had a fight in between, okay. but I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it was. Yeah, against. I know he won the fight in between. Yeah, but Derek Brunson, come to find out, this nigga, this is the first time Derek Brunson fought a UFC fight with a coach. This yeah. nigga has been self coaching mm-hmm. himself the entire time. So. All everything that I thought negatively about Derek Brunson's style, mm. it's just like it's overwhelmed by the respect that I have that you got this far in the game by being self-coached when you got guys that are joining up with like super camps and you're just in the gym coaching yourself. That's craziness. Yeah, I think it was um, Max Holloway who mm. told him to get a coach, or was it Tony? No, 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 no. It was. Um, it was a, 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 
Um, Dominic Cruz. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, it's so far off. Nah, I mean. But yeah, um, he asked him who his coach was. He looked to his left, looked to his right, and was like, me? Yeah. Mad respect for Derek Brunson. Um, you could tell the coaching uh, change um, – Changed up his style. He was more on the feet. He didn't. He didn't want to really wrestle. He had. He had opportunities um, to take it away on the ground. He had submission attempts that he abandoned. So um, he definitely wants to um, get that practice on the feet. Hell that was yeah. a good fight. He wanted to get that practice on the feet, and he wanted to show. I think he wanted to show that he could deal with the same type of fighter that defeated him in Israel Adesanya. That was a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just so overwhelmed by the card that I knew was upcoming. It was kind of like, well, another thing is we had a huge turnout. Uh, well, not a huge turnout, but we had a great nah, turnout. It was huge in comparison. Yeah, right, and for, for, for round one fight party. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, everybody getting settled and, and you know, talking and everything like that. Um, we knew when it was time to get serious. And, and you know, the Man, it was person, like it a was Buffalo like Wild Wings. Yeah, it was like appetizers. Yeah. It was like Buffalo Wild Wings in the house. Um, but that Derek Brunson a Brunson fight was definitely a great appetizer. It was like a it was like an onion ring. <laughs> the next fight would be a mozzarella stick. <laughs> Who's the next fight? Because that next, did not go to decision. No, that didn't. Um so the next fight was Gabriel uh Benitez versus Sadiq Yusuf. Mm. Um Sadiq uh holding it down for the Nigerians. Man, I'm telling we only had one bad Nigerian so far, and that was Kennedy. Yeah, okay, he still DKO, won. you he know, still ended up winning. Three three swift kicks to the dick and you can get your win. Bro, that man's nuts is mashed potatoes and he was he was kicking that man's nuts from the side. Like mm. he was he was smashing the left nut into like that man is 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 is, is Uno nuts. Like he has they call me Uno. They call me <laughs> they call me one ball. <laughs> um <laughs> why they call you one ball? Mm-hmm. I only have one ball. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh so his yeah. dick is like a twin, like two twins in the womb that one ate the other. <laughs> like they was two separate they was two separate they was two separate uh embryos and then they merged into one. Uh, like he just he he got the same size of two nuts, but it's just it's just it's just it's just it's a nut fusion. I don't like that. I don't like nut fusion. That game out your mouth. It did. That came from your brain. That's what happens when you. That's mm. what happens when you record two o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's the post fight breakdown. This is what post fight hype. Post fight hype. Oh man! And you know it's crazy because like, this is how great this fight is. I am beat as hell, but I'm just like riding off of energy from UFC 240. Was this 240 or 241? 241. 241. Gosh darn. Yeah, 300s around the corner. So, yeah, so, um, like I said, holding it down for the Nigerians, Sadiq came in as the um, favorite in this fight and uh, definitely proved it quickly. Yeah. Which one was the one that I, um, because I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've seen one of these gentlemen fight before. Who was the one that I was going for? Uh, it wasn't the guy with the mohawk, it was the guy with the braids. Nah, the mohawk was in the uh, prelims. That was the pre. That was the, mm, that was the main event of the prelims. Oh, that was an honorable mention because the guy with the mohawk, what was his name? Sorry. Oh, so this was Sadiq versus Hafiala Alassane? Yeah, that was Devontae Smith versus uh, Kama uh, Worthy. And Kama Worthy was the one with the mohawk. 
And yeah, Devontae Smith is the one that I um, I follow him on Instagram, and I, I thought he was going to pull through. And he was looking good, but mm -hmm. uh, Kama caught him with a... Do you remember how he got knocked out? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I missed that one. I was I was just coming in. I came out the bathroom and seen him get knocked out. Like, I missed... I think... I, yeah, you was just coming in. I think I came to open mm -hmm. the door to you, and then I ran back, mm -hmm. and he got knocked out. Dang, my arm was, was probably... Uh, Extra man, this is fight. This this is this is crazy. This is like the raw is which I'm called. Oh, uh, when I say my underarms is nasty, I don't mean that they stink. <laughs> I got off of work, and uh, everybody was like rushing over to the crib, so I had to hop in the tank and get all you know, you know. I had to get right. I had to defend the funk. I mean, I, I got out, I got out the shower, but I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't no funk residue. Lewis explains it all, bro. I got like. Though no one can see him, he shall explain it. Yeah, though nobody can see me, it's like mad white shit under my underarm right now. <laughs> Anybody that ever happened to you? You ever have that? You ever had that happen? I can't use the gel stuff because it makes my underarms break away. Like I can literally peel the skin. You ever get glue on the tips of your fingers and then you just peel it off? That's what happens to my underarms when I use that gel shit. Never mind. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so, 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 so Sadiq Yusuf. Okay, okay, okay. Did Javier Alonso get put to sleep? How did that? What? what? That, Where uh, are you at? You Javier Alonso was not in this fight. Who? Javier Alonso did fight. No, in the he main did card. not. Was that a prelim fight? Sweet too? Jesus, where have you been? No, man. Wake up. Who the hell is Sadiq? Not Rafael Sadiq. What's What's the two men's name? Sadiq Yusuf. Versus Gabriel Benitez. Mm. All right, further explain this to me, and I'm gonna catch on. Oh, you gotta jog my memory. It here. was a knockout in the first round. Knockout in the yeah, knockout the TKO first round, four minutes into the round. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, this was a quick one. Yeah, we didn't see it going this long, but we all went with the Nigerians on this one. We did. I remember. Yeah. So I remember calling the Nigerian. It's fine. Oh, oh, I do remember it. I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. Because he was pressing forward the whole time. The yeah, Nigerian he came was in pressing hard. forward the whole time. The whole came time, right? And then he hard. got clipped a little bit. Uh, he threw something back, and it kind of clipped him. Oh no! This was the fight where um, stupid ESPN Plus decided to come in and play games. Yeah, it yeah. Because this, um, we didn't see him get clipped. We saw. It um the whole stream had paused and when it came back the tables was turned and uh Sadiq was on his back foot yeah yeah hell yeah yes 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 yeah Sadiq was on his back foot you're absolutely right and then he came then he came through and knocked my man out yeah um props out to Sadiq Youssef I'm man. telling you I'm sticking with the Nigerians man. ten and one in the UFC versus yeah. he was fighting the twenty. A twenty-one and seven guy, so so definitely had a whole lot of um, a whole lot of experience. Mm -hmm. But Sadiq was I remember that because after that he did the Nigerian, he did a prayer. Yeah, yeah. After he knocked him out. Yep. Um, I've seen that. That was a good fight. That was a good fight. That got me. That got me. Uh, that 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 started getting everything turning. Mm -hmm. So, whew, Okay. If if that. All right. Did you hear that? Mm. If that. All right, those were those, those were the two fights. Now, 
I'm ready to go. Now. I'm all ready. I'm is, ready to go. Is Battle of the Bodies. Let's let's dive in. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the best. Two sexiest men, okay? <gasps> that came out of your mouth. <laughs> that definitely did. This was uh, Stan when he's 40 versus a random Brazilian man that we have yet to meet. Where both of these niggas look like, like it looked like an ex model. It, it was like. Yeah, it looked like two models that just got off the stage and started fighting. What's that movie with. Uh, with um, um, the guy from Meet the Fockers, Meet the Fockers. What's his name? Ben Steller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoolander. This was like mm-hmm. this was like this was like Colombian, Cuban versus Brazilian Zoolander. Mm-hmm. Like two two models. Mm-hmm. Just like one like like uh, Yoel was the old model. Yeah, and and Paula Costa was the new guy. Yeah, this fight was crazy. I took Yoel. Um, uh, I think we all did. Yeah, everybody went on Yoel on this one. Besides Stan, uh, he he was uh, he called on, everyone. He called almost everyone. At least the main three. I know he called the ones before. I think he called. Four. Oh, he called all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I call, wanted I to go with. Wrong. I wanted to go with Paulo Costa. I have to admit, I definitely wanted to go with him, but um, I was too excited for Yoel. Well, let me explain my reasoning of why I didn't. I consider Yoel Romero the measuring stick to who is a legit contender in the division. Um, Yoel Romero has only, I think he may have lost to Jacare Souza one time. Um, I know that first fight was slow. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Yoel early, but man, when he fought against um, Luke Rockhold and Chris Weidman and just that other dude where he landed a flying knee and knocked him out, um, I don't know who the guy's name was. Um, then he also named another flying knee against Wyman after he was losing the fight, basically. Um, uh, Robert Whitaker defeated him twice. The first time was a, definitely a unanimous decision. The second time was split, and Yoel could have won that. But the reason why Yoel didn't win that, and I, I tend to forget this, is because Yoel came in like eight pounds overweight. Mm. So even though Yoel on the cards won the fight, really, they basically, like, all the judges was like, yeah, but one of you cut weight and the other one of you was like, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Yoel, I mean, for his age, he can he can get um, he can get lazy. Yeah, he got not some. In a, not like in a, a you know, straight up lazy way, but like he finds way to shave corners. Like we said that eye poke was like, I'm going to poke your eye so that I get some time. <laughs> so I can get you. a break. Yo, he poked his like, eye and yes. then literally went to the corner. So Yoel was like, like okay, cool. Now I can get some break time. So. Yeah. And then we know the incident where Yoel was sitting on the bench and he, he did it on like this one. Did he? Yeah, he didn't get up. Me and me and uh me and so was looking at it. I was like, yo, I bet he don't get up. That's crazy. Yeah, and That's his move, bro. Yeah. They didn't show it. They show uh Acosta's reaction. Acosta was like, Come on, man, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. And Yoel finally got up smiling, like ah, that's he, cool. Yeah, he be playing games, bro. Mm-hmm. So this fight, um, it did so so that's the reason why I went with Yoel, because I consider him the measuring stick. Um I like Israel Adesanya. Um, you know, nothing against Israel, but I, 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 I do think that he had, I mean, Derek Brunson is a real, is a, is a, that was a, a pretty good fight. Um, it was a good, great fight for him, but Derek Brunson, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like we got a chance to see Israel versus, um, a Luke Rockhold or a Chris Whiteman. So with Paula Acosta being another upcoming middleweight, it was like, if he's real, he got to beat you well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see 
Izzy, you know, fight anybody like that. So I was like, okay, Yoel is still number two in my mind, you know what I mean, until I see somebody else defeat him. Because mind you, Robert Whitaker knocked out Jacare Souza too, which just doesn't happen, you know what I mean? So I'm like, you got to beat one of those guys in order to be, con you know, considered legitimate. Um, the fight I seen was not the fight I expected to see. Uh, Paula Acosta. That dude had a chin. He One, he has a chin. And two, he has the nerve to break every rule I thought I knew in MMA. Like, normally when you see a guy with a whole bunch of muscles, they gas because of the amount of oxygen your muscles, you know, you, you know uh, uh, need. And this nigga just kept pressing forward the entire time and throwing combinations. And Yoel was rolling with him, yep. blocking and laughing and having fun and throwing back. Um, Paulo got clipped. Yoel got clipped. Um, but Paulo, I thought Paulo was going to slow down and Yoel was going to pounce. Right. And you didn't really get a chance to see Paulo slow down until like the third round. But his output is not like if he paced himself. Mm hmm. He might have not ever. You might. He might have. He. He. I think Paulo Acosta can fight a five round fight. Oh, absolutely. Like, the crowd booed that. Um. Nah, they 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 booed just because they liked Yoel. I think they booed because they believe Yoel won the fight. Because I can it see was that too. close. I mean, especially in the third round, Yoel landed a takedown in the second. I mean, at the can, end of the second, and Yoel landed a takedown. You can tell the fight was close. It was twenty nine, twenty eight, all the way through. Yeah. But the moment I heard that it wasn't a split mm -hmm. decision, I was like, yeah. it was going to be Paula Acosta. Paula Acosta definitely won with octagon control. He pressed the pace. Um, one of the problems I had with Yoel is that now I didn't mind the showboating because he, 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 it was working. Mm -hmm. um, but he had Paula Acosta kind of compromised up against the cage on two different occasions. And... The first one I respected because he walked, he let him go. He let you know he got he got off the clinch and he was like you know come back to the center octagon, let's do it. And Paulo got came back to the center octagon and they started banging. But then he had Paulo compromised again with like a minute left, two minutes left maybe at max in the third round, and he was losing. His corner said you got to knock him out, you got to finish him, and he let him off the the hook to keep banging again. I don't know if he actually had him compromised. No, no, just I'm because saying he punched him and then it was no, like... No, 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 right. I'm, I'm listening. But I, I don't think he had him compromised because Paula didn't want to get off the cage. He he invited him back. Excuse me. He didn't want to get off the cage. You're 100% right. Uh, Paula didn't want to get off the cage. He, 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 he felt he comfortable, was, man. Yeah. But also, in the same sense, Paula might have been wanting to use the cage to lean up against... It's possible. Because the third round, like I said, Paulo has so much output mm -hmm. that, um, that you know, it was just crazy. So we got Robert Whitaker versus um, Israel Adesanya in October, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be set. Um, Paula Acosta is, is, is coming, and I would love to see Paula Acosta versus um, Whitaker. Whitaker, but I would love to see if we got to wait. I would love to see Paula Acosta versus uh, Gastelum, maybe on the same card. Um, I don't know any other up and coming. Uh, Paula Acosta did beat uh, Uriah Hall, who's really turned mm. into a gatekeeper. If that. 
if that, yeah, unfortunately. Uriah Hall, Tiger Showman, Karate. I actually, um, I'm actually uh, putting down, uh, building the karate studio for a guy that trains with Uriah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah he he was telling he we was we was talking about Uriah spinning back kick. He was telling like you know he taught the dude that I'm, I'm building a studio for. Um, like he was showing him the spinning back kick and how mm. he, you know his timing and everything. Uh, how he doesn't have no you know no show and everything mm-hmm. like that. So he was talking about Uriah. I respect Uriah Hall, but um, yeah, I, he, he's I think he's just too nice of a guy. Yeah, he he. After uh, I think twice now, he's lost that killer instinct. Yeah, I think the only way you see him get it back is by you, um, you irritating him during yeah. the uh, the fight build. Yeah, because we seen one fight where he was mad and he was just coming for kicking mm-hmm. and just going and crazy. then and then that ruined him too because he didn't win that fight. Ah, uh, yeah, I, and yeah. then he had that fight when he broke his foot. That was a good one though, you but know, he I didn't come in mad. Tiago Santos. I'm not sure, but I think that was against the same guy that John Jones just beat because he did move up from middleweight. Hmm. I think that was against a Tiago Santos. Hmm. I'm not sure. Not sure either. But um, yeah. So Paulo Acosta with the decision win, the decision victory, amazing fight. It was. I mean, it was back and forth. It was a fight. It was a war. It was. It was a great fight. Great fight. Great fight. Great action. These niggas was really going back and forth. They both was. They both wanted it. You can tell, yo. I mean, you I mean, was forty, what, forty two? Uh, yeah, he's forty two. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, from here on, just the rest of the card was just wars. There was nobody backing down in a fight. It was just war after war. And I and I'm the type of MMA fan. I don't care. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love the finish. I love my favorite style of fight is a war that turns into a finish. Uh, my favorite style of fight is a war that turns into a finish. Like that's what I, I love. That I love two guys going back to back to back to back and then ending it with, you know, a knockout or a submission. It's like, oh my goodness, yeah, I can't. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I definitely agree. But even if you give me a war, I would rather a war with no finish than a boring three round fight with a knockout. You know what I mean? Right. I love a war. I love two men in there or two women, two athletes. In there, going back and a forth. A man and a woman. <laughs> a little in, in the there. chair, but that, that guy is sick. He is. He is. Now, really why sick. is no one calling him out on that? I did. Why is no? Why is no one like? Why are? Why are you so into beating this woman? The king of cringe. Uh bro, I don't know, bro. I thought it was interesting. He was sitting next to Uriah tonight. And then they did a little face off. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. They know how to play the part. Would you mind Uriah getting the next shot? Um, not right now. He needs to fight. I need one more fight. You know what I feel about that? What? Uriah Faber getting the shot would be the same as Dan Henderson getting the first shot against Michael Bisbing after Dan Henderson knocked out Hector Lombard with the elbow. Mm-hmm. My, Dan Henderson was like ranked 13. Mm-hmm. Hector Lombard was like ranked number eight. And because of Bisbing's and um, because of Bisbing and uh, Dan Henderson's beef, and because Dan Henderson was a legend, they wanted the rematch and it was mm-hmm. a big fight. I feel like Uriah Faber 
The California kid is one of the most popular fighters, period. Um, he submitted a guy that was ranked number three or four. Mm-hmm. Or knocked him out or whatever in the first round. Finished him in like the first or second round. I think that Uriah being 40 years old and everything that he's did, like one of the reasons why the WEC got picked up by the UFC is because of Uriah Faber. Mm-hmm. I think that um, everything Uriah Faber does, I, I, I think that grants him, even though Joseph Benavidez is there, Joseph Benavidez fought Mighty Mouse like how many times? For the At belt? least four. So, Maybe three. I think Joseph Benavidez left Team Alpha Male, um, which would make it interesting if Uriah did win, because now you got oh, Uriah yeah. versus Joseph Benavidez. Yeah. The inside. It's never worked out well for Team Alpha Male. The revenge storyline has never never worked for No, them. but it's not revenge because they don't have bad blood. Mm-hmm. I think they just left because I mean, it was like a business thing or something like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... um. I would want to see Uriah get the shot. I want to see him take one more fight. I'm not mad at that. I I I I have nothing. I can't. My only he argument. He came back in stunning fashion, but now but I, I saw some looked, chinks. Yeah, me too. I, I me too. Yeah. But that's the reason why I would rather get. I would rather have Uriah just take the shot. And if he loses, just go back to retirement. Because mm-hmm. if you lose, then you're not going to be a champion, well, yeah, and um, you don't need to waste your time. Tonight, like forty years old. Yeah, Dom, tonight Dominic Cruz had made that point for um, for DC, but I, I'll get to that point. Um, I want to go to the next fight. Somehow we got we got lost with the King of Cringe. Oh yeah, but but before, but yeah, that that that, that um, I, that that uh, Valentina Shevchenko thing. That man is literally wanting to beat the he, shit out of a woman. Yeah. For five rounds. Straight up, like, I'm illegally fuck this woman up. He's going to get his ass kicked. I hope he gets not. For five that would rounds. be the, bro. But then I'm concerned because I'm worried that that might be a fetish for him. Bro, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't want that fight to happen just because I don't want even, I don't want it to open up. The door. A crazy for that person from uh, that person that Rogan doesn't like. Yeah, she's a, I don't know what her, her name is. Um. See if you can see if we can find her transgender um, fighter, mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a man who is um, a transgender woman, that's an MMA fighter, and she's knocking these women out, and um, because you know, you know she you know claims herself to be a, a a woman now, but biologically, she's a man with with breast. And she's knocking out with 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 you know testosterone, and she's knocking out these natural born women. Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox, yeah. Um, I don't want that to open up a door. And like if Henry Cejudo wants to fight uh, a woman for an intergender champion, let him fight Fallon Fox. Yeah. Like, but Valentina Shevchenko, bro, you can't just be in it, bro. I would, I would be fucking. I mean, I don't think Dana White would let that happen. UFC ratings is too high. It's not like yeah. it's not like they're crashing and it's like no. we need a gimmick. Yeah. But he thinks I think it's just I'm the two time champ. Uh, well, I'm a two division champ, so I can call what I want. But make I, I, sense for him to call out Max Holloway. I think um, I, I 
I mean, he's not going to win that fight. No, but I think cement your legacy, dude. Like, I don't understand what it is about people wanting to get the title and then, like, just go on to something else. Like, we've always said before this podcast, in order to be considered the champ, you have to defend. And he hasn't done that yet. No. Well, did he defend one? He went up and he didn't come back down. Well, for Henry Cejudo, I think I think the case is he's an Olympic gold medalist. He's not no spring chicken. So his first career was wrestling, and he accomplished that at the highest goal. And now you won two belts. So as far as, like, cementing himself and himself, he's like, I did. Like, like I beat Mighty Mouse. Right. I don't have to fight anybody else down here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, clearly. I beat Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse beat everybody already. Yeah. And his thing, I think, is like, I think he's like 34 or around the age. I think Henry Cejudo was on like a cash grab. Like Henry Cejudo was like, it makes sense. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stoke the biggest fire, get the biggest fights, get my name out there. I don't think he really is serious about fighting Valentina. I just think that it's like we're talking about him because of it. Like right now, we have no fight lined up for Henry Cejudo, but we're talking about Henry Cejudo on the podcast because of this. So it's working. Yeah. And 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 when he does have a fight, it's gonna make you go. I'm gonna buy that pay per view. Henry Cejudo's on it. I want to see what happens. And I think he's calling out the right guys, and the wrong guys. But just like Michael Bisping, when Michael Bisping won the title late in his career, Michael Bisping was like Dan Henderson, big fight. Dan Henderson in in uh, Britain in England, and then GSP, big fight. Like he was he he won the fight after all those years. He won the title after all those years, and he was like, "I need to, op- I need to optimize on this." Versus a young guy like Max Holloway or John Jones, who wins the fight earlier in their career, and they're like, "I'm going to submit my legacy." You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's very interesting. But um, Henry Cejudo was out tonight. They did do a face off with a little, you know, a little uh, fake like face off with um, with uh, Uriah Faber, and that's that's interesting. I would like to see you say one more fight. Um, can't wait to see what the future holds with that. But uh, on to the next one, my man. I know you wanted to get there because this was a banger. This was crazy. This should have been. This should have been five rounds. Excuse me. This oh yeah, absolutely. Rounds. I mean, it, it, even if it was five rounds, this fight would have gone to end this way. I think it would have just ended in a, a, a um, submission. I, I think, think Nate said. Um, and, oh, to clarify, we are talking about. Nathan Diaz versus Anthony Pettitz, Anthony Showtime Pettitz. Um, wow. So much hype around this. It delivered. And it's funny to me because <laughs> Nate Diaz talks about who's gangster and who's not gangster. He don't freak around. He ain't talking he talk about Tony Ferguson. I can tell you that. Yeah. And he used Tony Ferguson's game plan. Against Nate Diaz, oh, I mean yeah. against he, Anthony Pettitz. Yeah, he kept uh, he kept the pressure. You gotta smother him. Yeah, if if you got a guy that can throw kicks, throw crazy stuff, and we seen that sweet kick where he threw the loop and left, mm-hmm. missed basically on purpose, mm-hmm. turned. I didn't uh, think ninety he degrees. You don't think he missed? You think I he connected? I think he connected. connected it with was the a punch one that two. Turn. It was it was a it was a classic cowboy combo. The one-two with a kick at the end, but the kick was—it like, yeah. wasn't even like a, I don't even—he he punched him left, right, which moved his head to the right and brought him in line with that right uh, leg kick. He, right it was left. perfect because he came over with the top. 
he swung it over the top after it followed the punch. And it caught Nate because Nate was dipping this way to avoid this hand. He threw it, he threw, he threw the right, and, and Nate dipped to the right, and then the kick just came over sideways. Yeah. Beautifully it's hitting. Very classic cowboy kick. Very. And 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 Anthony Pettis is just the best at, you know, the best at doing at, at doing it. I, I love it. Uh, I love watching Anthony Pettis. Um, shout out to Showtime. And um man, the reason why I chose Anthony Pettis on this fight is because I was just so uncertain with the three year layoff. Yeah, and then like I was I was I was in the same boat. I was concerned about um how Nate was looking at Media Day. Something told me um this morning I was watching Media Day again on Instagram and something told me he he just ha- I know he hates Media Day. Mm-hmm. Like he he hates that whole touring stuff and building uh up fights and whatnot. Um a part of me says that he's subcon- um he's self-conscious, but um yeah I think it's just that originally when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, Anthony's got this. He's got he, – he's not really doing nothing. He's, you know, smoking on the stage and whatnot. That's whatever. <laughs> okay. You know, Nate He said just, it was CBD. He said it was CBD. He said he's just going to smoke a blunt on stage and, you know, shadow box a little bit. Right. But – I definitely went with Anthony because I think Anthony has a longer career, right? Like, Nate, after this, he's going to fight Jorge Masvidal, and then he'll just look for another big paycheck. Jorge's going to be a paycheck. It's going to be a good check. I don't I don't know how that fight goes. I'm, I tell you right now, I still give it to Jorge. I'm I'm leaning towards Jorge, but I don't know if I should. Nate got the reach, no I don't doubt. Know if I should go against. Uh, well, Masvidal is more of a he's a natural mm. uh, 170, and Nate's not. Nate's just not cutting weight. Nate's natural fighting weight. Jorge Masvidal is a professional 170 fighter. Mm. Nate's professional weight is at 155. Mm-hmm. That's where he challenged Ben Henderson for the championship. Mm. At 170, he's not cutting weight at all. He's just fighting. That's what he said on 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 the Instagram or on um, his interview with um, Brett Akimoto. Um He said that when he first started fighting, he would hear people talk about training camp or fight camp, and mm-hmm. he'd be like, "What's that?" Because mm-hmm. he didn't understand. He's always saying that too. He's though. like, "I don't understand what you mean, fight camp." Like, mm-hmm. I fight. All the time, like this is what we do. We always Yo, he, fight. He took that interview with a black eye. I was like, yeah, that's that. That should be enough proof, right? So he definitely was training because his cardio was up and his output was amazing. Now I just want to take not not a pause, but um, to jump back for one second because uh, I just pulled up the step the stats. Now in the Yo do Yoel Romero versus Paula Acosta fight, just to show the output because we were talking about output. Yoel the um the total strikes was 125, and he threw 284 uh, strikes, so he landed 125. Paula Acosta threw 213 strikes and landed 118. So Yoel did strike more, and he had a takedown, um, but octagon control. Uh, played a huge part, and then we saw a more even balance. What we saw was a more even balance alive. 
Right. You know, I think the stats that you're looking at, because the stats that you're looking at weren't the stats on UFC's actual site. No, I'm looking at the stats from yeah, um, what you call. But now, so that was a war. But but if you when we looked at the end of it, we saw that Paula had an even spread of head and body. Uh, he had and body. Because right, Joel landed he had one body strike. 90, Paula had 43 body. He had something like 87 percent octagon, octagon control. control. Now to jump to the numbers in the Nate Diaz fight. Anthony Pettit's threw 153 total strikes. Mm-hmm. Landed 86. He also threw 133 significant strikes, which is included in the total strikes, mm-hmm. and landed 69. Mm-hmm. Now, he's throwing at a 56% clip of total strikes. So every time, every time he punches twice... He's landing at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Nate Diaz, after three years off, let, threw 306 strikes, total strikes, mm-hmm. and landed 205. And for significant strikes out of that, 201 significant strikes, landed 114. Mm-hmm. His total strike percentage was a 67% clip, mm-hmm. which means if he looked through... Basically, if he threw three punches, two of them landed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe every other one, maybe, you mm-hmm. know, at least one of them landed. No, you was right. Two of them. Two out of three is right. landed. This is after a three-year layoff. Mm-hmm. And he came in and didn't lose a step. And one of the things that I was so, I was, I was anticipating. He had a better layoff than his brother did. That's for sure. Way better layoff than his brother. Because his brother took a long layoff, came back and fought Silva, and I hated that fight. Yeah, that, that, was, that fight was hot garbage. But it wasn't really his fault. It was Silva's fault, too. Um, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, this was... I mean, Anthony was going at it, but but Nate shrunk the fight down. Mm-hmm. He kept that grueling pace. He kept in his face. And one of the one of the aspects of the fight that I was so I was anticipating highly was the possibility of the ground game to see two Brazilian right. Jiu-Jitsu black belts go at it. And Nate Diaz in the first round. I believe it was when he got I the takedown. Got, yeah, I think the take the only takedown he did was in the first round. Yeah. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And 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 he looked like he was about to submit um Anthony. And I think Anthony oh, got man, out of Anthony it. fought the whole time. Yeah. I mean, all three rounds was just like, nope, you're not gonna get a you're not gonna get the submission. Hell yeah. And then Anthony was throwing and then on the second round, Anthony was on his back. And Anthony was throwing up all types of different arm triangles and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, 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 guillotines. He, he set he had a guillotine at first, and we was mm-hmm. like, he got it, he got it in his head, I, and then yeah, he popped the I, guillotine I saw, out, uh, popped the head out. See what I saw um, was that Nate had his right hand down, and he was fighting the hands with his left hand. Yeah, yeah, and uh, even though it looked like he was going into tap, he was actually fighting the hands. I mean, and notably, we gotta we gotta you know remind the viewers that he's training with Crone Gracie, mm-hmm. and he is a Gracie Jiu Jitsu black belt. Crone Gracie was huh? Cron. Cron Crone. Uh, Salable. Yeah, you know. Um, oh, man, Nate Diaz looked so damn good. He shrunk the fight. He stayed in Anthony Pettis' face. Anthony Pettis didn't have the opportunity to throw no big kicks, no um, 
Nothing flashy. He couldn't jump off the cage. He couldn't do none of that because Nate was just in his face, constantly popping him with stuff, constantly throwing stuff. And I, it's Dirty funny because I said, yeah, I said to Cross, I was like, I think Nate Diaz is going is going to stun him with the one two. I said if it comes down to power, I think Anthony Pettis has the power advantage because Nate Diaz. I haven't seen him knock out anybody in, in, in you know what I'm saying, especially not in welterweight. And I'm like, but Nate got that. Jazzy behind one two, that is that's gonna be annoying. You know what I mean? It's gonna be in your face. But he was in there one two elbow clinch elbows knees knees up the middle working the um. It was just, it was it was full. It was a full. It wasn't the fight against Conor McGregor. No, not at all. He fought a pressure fight with McGregor. It was lengthy. They was going back and forth with boxing. Mm. They kept it standing. He fought a pressure fight and 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 after the fight was over, he said. He wishes the fight was five rounds, so he didn't try to. So he he didn't have to like try to you know inflict damage quickly, so he could have had time to string together his 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 moves and the things that he wanted to do. Right. Um. Nate Diaz with the decision win. Anthony Pettis knew that Nate Diaz had mm-hmm. it. At the very end, we got to see some brilliant jujitsu mm-hmm. uh, transitions. Um. Both Brazilian uh, uh, jiu-jitsu black belts. I mean, hell of a fight. Anthony Pettis, keep your head up, my man. Keep your head up. You're still a a beast. You're still a problem. Nate Diaz, welcome the freak back, brother. Please don't leave three years. Don't ever do that shit again. He he called out Jorge. Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. Yeah. Like, my effing head is going to explode on that fight, bro. I agree. I want to see who else is on that card. Oh, my God. They got to make it a five-rounder. I want to see them mainline it. Yeah. They got to make it a five-rounder. They might as well do a gangster division. He said it. He <laughs> said, I just defended my belt because there ain't no more gangsters left. Um, I think the UFC I think the UFC needs to do a... Um, I think the UFC straight up needs to do a gangster division. Give Nate Bell. I mean, because because Bellator did a gangster division. Right. UFC should do a gangster division. Nate Diaz is the gangster champion right now. Because Nate Diaz versus motherfreaking Jorge Masvidal is going to be a crazy epic mm-hmm. uh, fight, bro. Completely nuts. I mean, the only thing I see is that um, Nate keeping it. Um, Nate keeping it on the feet. If he keeps it on the feet, Jorge has a chance. Yeah. But if it goes to the ground, it's over. Jorge's not going to want to take it to the ground. Jorge, but... I mean... I can't... I can't... First of all... I... I believe you're right. But it's like it's like deja vu. Yeah. It's like it's like the same thing we said about Ben Askren. Right. Like if Jorge keeps it standing, then he's got a chance. But if Ben Askren takes it to the ground, you know, Masvidal's not gonna yeah. have a shot. I and mean, then I'm not saying that Masvidal knee out the mother freaking corner, yeah. and I don't think that's gonna land for Nate. But I'm just oh, saying. Oh, but you'll see something flashy. He done did it three times: flying dick kick, flying knee to the head. He did. Right. So the only thing I can imagine here is a. Uh, 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 a leaping swan kick. That's yeah. Just pull he just out comes in and does a, a front flip roll, try and get a knockout. Bro, I mean anything could freaking happen. Um, it's 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 it's. 
I, my my head is going to explode at the thought of mother freaking Jorge Masvidal versus mm. Nate Diaz. Mm. That is going to be a hell of a fight. It has to be a five-round fight. Mm. I wish this was a five-round fight because if it was, I think we would have got to see some... I think we would have been finished. I, it would have been a subscription, uh, uh, sub, submission in the fourth round. That's where it was going. That's what you, you call it a submission mm. for? I would have saw that. Either submission for or he would have finished him because it was it was real, real close to finishing him. Nah, but he wasn't. Even every time he got close to finishing, he just wanted to submit. So it, it would have went to the, to the submission. And he, I think Nate... Um, where he messed up in wanting to get the submission was not going with body triangles. If he went with body triangles, his submissions would have been uh, better. I agree. He wasn't locking in the body triangles. He was, he was just doing in two hooks, hooks, and that was it. But, yeah, I do think that he was going for the submission because of um, the fact that Anthony Pettit is, is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Nate was on there talking about the guys that he trained going to Worlds and, and doing jiu-jitsu, and he was like, yeah, I'm just stuck in a cage. He wanted to do jiu-jitsu too. I think Nate wanted to prove, like, bro, I'm better than you standing up. I'm better than you on the ground. Amazing. Amazing fight. Welcome back, Nate Diaz. Anthony Pettis, keep your head up, my man, bro. Like, you're amazing. You're amazing. Agreed. All right. So Jared called it. Um, ahead of time. Ahead of time. Far ahead of time. Like what was it? what time was it? like four o'clock in the morning? Nah, it, no, not in the morning. No, he called me around two o'clock. Um, and we was talking, and he was like, "Yo, man, I don't know what it is, something in my bones, man. Like, Stepe gonna win." I mean, we was looking at the DraftKings on this. Um, DraftKings was a. Uh, Stipe, if you put five on Stipe, you got 10, something like that, like 10, 10, 10, 5. Mm -hmm. If you put, I think it was like 20 on Stipe, you got something like 40 back, something like that. Okay. It wasn't a lot. He wasn't under by a lot. Well, 20 to get, you said 10 and getting so uh, 20. If you, you put get five, 40. you get 10. So it was just doubling. Oh, it was just doubling your money. Yeah. Um, which still ain't bad. Ain't nobody ever met, getting mad about doubling nah, money. Jared said that last time when he was over when when he when we was watching the fight. Um, for the last fight, he was like, you know, I think Stipe is gonna beat uh, DC. Yeah, and I'm like, dang, bro, really? Like, for my own personal reasons. Right. First of all, I like DC. I like Daniel Cormier. I when like him as a person. I like him as an athlete. When he's not Jones. like when he's not facing John Jones, I love DC. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to see DC fight Jones again. Mm -hmm. Period. I don't care what everybody thinks. I don't want to see that man fight uh, Jones three times in a row. I think that's – it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, mm. it sells tickets, but it doesn't make any sense. Mm. So I was hoping because before John Jones signed to fight Tiago Alvarez – Santos. The Santos. He called out Stipe on, on Twitter. Right. And uh, Stipe agreed. So I'm like, okay, let – um you know, Jones versus Stipe – that's a good, that's a crazy fight. Like I'm way more hype about that than I am uh, DC versus Jones three, right? Especially when both of them don't want to do it at heavyweight. They both want to do it at at. Oh, uh, Stipe's gonna come down. No, 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 no. Jones oh, didn't want to fight Daniel yeah, at Daniel heavyweight. He wanted to down. fight. Yeah. yeah. But now that, that Stipe, that's just because Dan, at the time Daniel didn't want to tarnish his perfect heavyweight record. I think so, and I think that Jones didn't want to give DC the um the weight advantage. The nod. My co-host, this is, it's, well, obviously you guys know the time. We're right after, this is right after UFC uh, uh, 241. 
And um, I just want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you have any energy. You woke up this morning, went and did hard labor. I woke up this morning and went and worked on computers. Bro. And I just want to shoot myself in the face. I got to I'm gonna crash hard, but it didn't come yet. And you know I'm gonna be up and gone in two hours. That's craziness, bro. Why don't you just sleep? I nigga? can't. I just I don't. Sun's up, you're up. My dad always said it. Sun's up, you're up. No, you know what? If I ain't got tomorrow is Sunday, nigga. I'm not. When the sun's up, you're up. I'm gonna be up at one. Then the afternoon. Sun's up, you're up. And I'm still gonna make breakfast like it ain't a thing. That's you right. I mean breakfast. At, I mean breakfast at the in the afternoon. But um, this fight between DC and Stipe Miocic was one of the, was the greatest heavyweight fight, the greatest heavyweight title fight I think I've ever seen. I would agree. Um, I would definitely agree. That was um, Stipe came in. He lost the first two rounds. Uh, it looked like he had a game plan that I had called because I called for Stipe in this one as well. I, I definitely agree with Jared. Um, he had a game plan. I said if he, as long as he stays on the outside, Stipe is going to be good because he got caught on the inside in the last fight. Yeah, and every time he got into a, a, a off the cage clinch, he would you know push and get out the way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, he he has a bit of a game plan. But I also agree with Stan. He was froze the whole first round. He threw one jab because it was DC. Like I think it was DC's power. He was afraid. I don't of DC think it was DC's power. No, I'm talking I about think from the it last fight. I think he was afraid I, of DC coming over the I'm top. I'm not saying that. I don't think it was DC's power. I, I man, I'm starting to realize how much a wrestler can just shut down your strikes. Definitely, like Colby Covington versus Robbie Lawler. Like it's just but, shutting down but your strikes. Got some great, some, not great, but Stipe had some. I mean, you see the he wrestling did. scrambles. He wasn't uh, staying I, on the ground. I, I agree, but I think it's. I think height plays a difference there too. Yeah, um, it's easier to get back up. And yeah, I mean, he's you, you also saw down. that um, he wasn't heavy enough to keep DC down when but he when he got him down. But DC landed that beautiful slam in the first yeah. round. Um, nah. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. Um, it's when he was uh, Stipe yeah, was inverted, yeah. but Stipe actually jumped over. DC, he tried to jump over, but DC was waiting for Stipe to make his move. And then I, he, I and agree, then he, but then I think it was just down. I think it was more of a fall. I think he had some he had some oomph in that. I would call mm. it a slam. It wasn't like it wasn't like the greatest. I mean, it was a slam in the earlier fights. That, uh, that I mean, it wasn't when DC it was nicer. Rock about baby Dan Henderson. No, 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 no. It wasn't a full rock about baby. No, no, no. But, but, I, it but was, the way it was I saw it was that anyway. he went and he went and jumped almost like he was going for uh, a flying crucifix. Yeah, the way it looked, and then DC just let him roll yeah, right he off. Yeah, kind of like turned over and yeah. put him down. But, it was um, weird too because they stood there for a while. That first, and I, was, I was like, uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of anticipation when both when two people got dynamite. In no, 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 no. I mean, when they were in that position. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He it, stood there. He yeah. just stood there for. Because I think while. he was trying. Because I, because I, you know, if you if you jump up, like Cross was saying, jump up and fall back. If you do that and fall back. If that guy turns oh, while yeah. you're coming back, you can end up you can end up being you can end up being in a bad position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then if you fall down, you can spike his head and you can hurt him. Yeah. So it's a lot of different. You know what I mean? 
I, I guess he, he really, was, you know, had no choice but to wait for him, see if he would just uh, the head rush or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so DC won the first round. Second round, for sure. Um, the first round, I mean, and DC, was he was faster. Um, he, 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 was, he was explosive with wait, that. Yep. Coming in for a takedown and just popping up like, nope, not going for a takedown. It's crazy the improvement, and I don't even know how you gauge this, but in, D- in Stipe's chin, like, I think it's I think it's a way of closing that jaw. The way the way he caught him with that short little uppercut, it was like a it was like a, you know in the yeah. in the first fight it was a it closed that jaw man and it just puts that pressure and turns the lights out. I think coming in this way. Stipe had shit ton of scar tissue showing up. He had two mouses under each eye. Um, he had one under the left, one under the right. Like, DC was putting work on him. He was hitting the and He was piecing him up. DC was laying in hands. And I thought some of that shit was going to knock him out. Yo, the first two rounds, I was like, so not, you know, we, we definitely agree that he lost. But I was like, he's going to get knocked out. And, like, yeah, I don't I know how. He doesn't look like he has. The only game plan out. he has is stay on the outside. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I saw nothing else. I didn't see no tools and no weapons. That, now, like, after the first round, I, I, after the first round, I almost knew for a fact that Daniel Cormier was going to win the fight. That's the way I felt. Right. Now, going into coming out of the second round, like the towards the round, end of the I second round. Way, yeah, Daniel but Cormier was winning that. Now, uh, Steepy's um, hands were looser, mm-hmm. but um, he wasn't blocking anything. Nobody. It was all hand checking. They Everybody. Hand checking everything. Well, not even that. It was just like, I'm not even going to dip. I'm not going to roll. I'm not. I'm just going to let this punch land flesh, yeah. flush, and I'm going I'm to throw my own to and return. Was, it was DC ridiculous. DC was moving out the way. DC yeah, was he, like, he, he was kept getting his head off the center yeah. line good. But... He I mean, might he was eat one, but yeah. he wasn't going to eat more than one. And he was landing on Stipe heavy shots, and I think yeah. I think DC started to get uh, discouraged because he was like, "Because at the second why round, why aren't you sleep yet? Yeah, Nigga, at, like, the, at the end of the second round, he asked, "Am I losing?" Right, which was Ooh. weird because he wasn't he wasn't losing though. That's a sign. It is, but he wasn't even losing the fight. He, he was losing. He was losing mentally. Mentally, yeah, because he expected him to be mm-hmm. sleep in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, Stipe weathered the storm, and DC is so heavy now. I mean, he's always been a big boy, but he's a big boy. You know, at 205, he looked big, but he was like a healthy big. Now right. he's like, not Roy Jones, not Roy uh uh, not Roy, Roy Nelson, Nelson. Yeah. Um, but he's nah. definitely a, a tank. He's mm. he's big. He got a big belly. Mm-hmm. And in the third round, I think Stipe... It was split down the middle. It was because Stipe started getting his confidence back. Mm-hmm. Oh, he came in with confidence. With confidence, yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, DC was still hitting back hard, but he was. Stipe had mad confidence coming in. His hands was loose. He, he yeah. was not concerned about the takedown. Um, I think that was just because of the way he defended a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, oh, okay, I got I got you down. You can't get me down or you can't get me down how I was concerned about. So, yeah, he let, it, he let them hands go. Bro, absolutely incredible. Um, absolutely incredible. Uh, he started letting the hands go and – Started landing and started mixing up combinations, and you could see Daniel was striking back with anger because, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he, oh, yeah, Stipe caught him hard. Bitch, you hit me, 
what you did that hurt the fuck? Mm. you know what I mean he gave him back one mm. and I'm like oh yeah like you know like it was getting yeah. good and the I fourth round I don't know it, it it was like Stipe just changed up the game plan in the middle of bro, the bro fourth round now it was loud it was loud in the room so we we couldn't hear any uh, much of the corner talk I'm definitely rewatching that fight tomorrow um but I, yeah, definitely because I want to see if in the corner, yes, if the up. game plan changed because yeah. in the fourth round when Stipe came out, there was very, very clear a game plan. It was one hundred percent. I mean, he was shooting for kidneys every, every. time he threw that left hook, yep. and it was it was weird. The first time he threw it to the body, I was like, "Oh shit, look, that's there, yeah, that's there," and he threw it again. I was like. Dude, that's there all day. Yeah. I think he threw it two more times, and I said to you, I was like, I'm concerned that because he was taking his time. He wasn't throwing them. And I was like, I told you, I said, my concern is that he started this game plan too late. Too he should have started this yeah. in the third, third round, right. and he started it in the fourth. Now, I and started then, getting worried, not to cut you off, but I started getting worried because I remember when DC for Anderson Silva and Anderson Silva kicked DC in the stomach, and DC was like, like, ooh, like it went some. So I knew DC had a soft, I mean, not soft body, but I knew DC. I seen DC it's get hard a to little, have a gut and train them abs. Yeah, I seen DC get a little have have a, a a chink in that in that area in that armor. But go ahead. So you started in the fourth round. Yeah, man, and it was just, and these are not. See, we saw we saw a couple different things. We thought, okay, first um, maybe it's too late. Then it was, okay, maybe maybe this is like the body leg kicks where I'm trying to set something up. Right. Maybe this is, uh, I'm going to go to the body, go to the body, go to the body, then I'm going to go to the head. And I thought, I definitely thought, okay, first he'll he'll do like a, a, a looping left hook where it looks like it's going to the body. DC goes to block and it comes to the head. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, no, I don't, I don't see that being there because DC was just eating them, mm -hmm. sort of. And then I thought, oh, okay, maybe he'll come with that overhand right because the way he right. throws it, that overhand right is is right there. So I was like, okay, maybe that's coming. I did not see that we were just going to no. This is no, it right here. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, and, and I mean, he was waiting for him to wince. He was and so he was snatching. He was like, it was like, oh my goodness. With the moment you wince or the moment that I see it hurts, yeah. Then I'm gonna then Yo, I'm gonna throw. He hit that nigga like Demon Slayer. <laughs> You remember that video I told I sent you? Yo, when he just went all up into his stomach and sent that oh, yeah, nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, man, he was all up in DC's kidney. Bro, he caught that nigga. I tell you right now, that man has no stones. No, no, he has no stones. He's gonna be pissing blood. He will. He well. He that was another thing. Coming into the third round, he was spitting blood. He was spitting He blood. was splitting blood. So you know, you know, on the inside, though, his face might not have shown nothing. <laughs> on the inside, yo, he was doing some shit. He was doing some shit. And then at the end, so DC, I mean, I mean Stipe rips him one more hard mother second time. And, like, hands went straight down. And it was just like, fuck, I can't do this. Uh, that that hit hurt. And then... Yo, when the next time Stipe hitting, snot came out that man's nose. Yep. Then he pushed him over to the cage, hit him a couple more times. It was a snot or not? Yeah, I ain't. I don't know what that one is. I mean, I ain't heard of it. A fucking sinus cleanser. Oh lord! Then he hit him again. Yo, he 
He it man that man into the ground. He did an it man on him. I want you to go back and look at that. He did an it man until they fall to the ground. He did an it man on him. He wasn't as fast. No, but he was. But he just kept hitting him until he and as he melted into the ground, he just kept hitting him and hitting him, hitting him. And I mean, like my man's out. And I was like, Yo, Herb Dean is not taking chances. It was a real finish, bro. Yo, hey, say it now, bro. Say it now. Herb, ever since. No, no, not Herb. No. Your, your, your number one line. Oh, it was a championship fight. And how do you how do you, you get the champ? You gotta you to beat to be the champ, you gotta beat the champ. Facts. And I don't like no bullshit. I it, that was a championship finish. Like yeah. you took that belt. It wasn't yeah. no it's there's no if ands or buts or yeah. questions about it. He beat that man. Yeah. Um, I think I think he was in there the taking finish. the hits at the beginning to try and prove a point, saying like, I don't know. that was a lucky hit or something. I don't think the first one was lucky. I'm not going to say that because DC was playing the hand game. He got up in the middle. He got into uh, uh, Stipe tried to like clinch DC, mm-hmm. and DC broke out of the clinch and came over the top with the right hand and knocked Stipe out. Mm-hmm. I seen DC throw that punch tonight. Mm-hmm. And land the punch tonight. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. It was. It was on the face, or or Stipe was moving away from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Daniel Cormier had back surgery, and he was talking about how he was out for a long period of time, and he just started training. And he got real, real heavy. He was, he, you know, he was like mm-hmm. two two seventy or something like that, and he had to, you know, get itself together. And he got back down to two thirty something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if because of that long layoff. That he lost a bit of power. He's 40 years old. I don't think that means that he lost a bit of power. But I seen DC hit Stipe with harder shots. With what appeared to be cleaner shots mm-hmm. than when he hit him with in the first one. And, and Stipe didn't go to sleep. Mm. I don't know if that means that Daniel got to hang it up or what the case may be. I, I think, wouldn't consider it. I, I wouldn't think consider Daniel, it the first one was a lucky one. I, I think they could run it back. They could, but DC has said something early in the week. I think they should. I think. I think. I don't know what I think. I think DC just um, takes this because if you, uh, well, I mean, it, uh, unless Stipe doesn't run it back for whatever reasons, he got to uh, run it back. Um, if, if, he, if DC says he wants it back, he got to run it back. Well, I don't even think it's if, if DC says he wants it back, he got to run it back. I think if DC says he wants it back, they're going to run it back. Unless, it, I don't think unless I don't think Steve Bay has a choice unless because Jones of, says I'm coming up and then they'll say oh well maybe you gotta wait but DC's the golden boy and unless, this is listen 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 DC's the golden boy he, he said is. he said in an interview earlier in that week he oh, was like I, heard him. I don't need to do these fights the right. UFC pays me so well on the front end right. that I don't have to fight again I'm doing this just because I want to and I, and I, and I think right. that is defeatism. You already seen it. You already well, seen you what the other side is. One foot out. But he wasn't fighting yeah. like he had one foot in. And one no, foot I'm not. Out. No, and he, he he's not that type of person. No. But at the end, when he was talking about like, yeah, we got to go back and, and and we really got to think about it. We got to decide. And Dominic Cruz, what I was saying earlier was that Dominic Cruz had mentioned like, you got uh, when I was talking about Uriah, you got to make a real hard choice because you either go for the belt one more right. time or you do nothing. Right. Because what's the point at, at your age? It's not saying like, 
I mean, 40 is, is, is you know, There's Randy no Couture. That, that's that's considered now officially the old age, you know? There's no point at all for DC to fight. Um, you know, on a podcast, I'm not sure what episode not as it exce- is. Not as uh, successful he is. Nah, on the podcast, I'm not sure what episode it is. We actually laid out scenarios like if DC wins, fight Francis Ngannou. And all oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did all that. Um, do you think he retires? Yes. You think he hangs it up? I think he goes home. I think he looks at his son, and I think he hangs it up. Because the only if he comes back, he's just going to wrestle. He's not even going to put hands. I don't think so. I think he's just going to wrestle. He, if DC comes back, I don't think you're going to see the same Daniel Cormier that you've seen. T- Shucks, it sounded Daniel sad Cormier. when Joe Rogan said it to him. It was like, well, if this be the last time I call your fight, man, it was an honor. I was like, oh, God, that was sad. It was, but Daniel Cormier fought um, Derek Lewis in December, November. Something like that. Then he had disc removed out of his back, and now it's August, and he's fighting, defending this championship. If he decided to come back, I think you would see a DC that around 225 in better shape um, that doesn't have to recover, but that's training. Now, I'm not saying that. I think I don't know how the fight would go, but I do think it was a little bit of power that DC lost. And it could be from the back surgery because you can't, you know, put every, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, get, get the full torque. Um, not saying that it's not smooth, but I'm just saying that. No, I mean Tiger Woods did not do well after back surgery. Right. Facts. Go watch it. Right. He was not winning when he came back after back surgery. So, so it, it plays an effect. Exactly. So with so if DC takes time and it comes back to fight uh, Stipe, you know he can fight Stipe in like December. Um, no. Nah. That, that 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 could be that could you know it, it, it could be something different. I don't um, see that happening. I don't see it going uh, that dead in the uh, division for that long. Oh, this December? Yeah, this December. We're in August right now. I'm saying DC could come back and fight mm-hmm. in December. I don't see that happening. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's too soon for DC. You think so? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he really wa- if he wants to fight him, he's if he have wants to, to, if he wants to fight him, it's going to have. I don't to think be, he wants to. It's going to have to be this. It's going to have to be December. I don't know if DC just decides to quit or not. I think that if DC comes back, that's his last fight versus Stipe. Jones is done. I, I don't think. Done. But this is the thing. Last thing you want to do is get put in your grave. By I don't think you want to have two rivalries lost. Yeah, definitely not. Just. But I don't think you want to have two. I don't think DC wants to have two rivalries lost in mm. his um in his legacy. Like you already lost. Twice to Jones. It didn't need to go to a third one. So your leg, your your rivalry with Jones, yeah, that's cemented. over. That's done. Yeah. There will never be a John Jones versus Daniel Cormier three. Mm. That's amazing. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. But you can you can clean up your resume. You can erase if you would if he would have just beat Stipe tonight. 
it would have just it wouldn't have been it it wouldn't have held as much weight. But if you come back and beat Stipe and get your belt back and then retire, you don't ever have to worry about John Jones. You are the man. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I I personally do want to see John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. Mm. I don't know if it happens soon. I don't know who's next in line. You got Corey Anderson versus um, Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't necessarily think neither one of those guys is ready for a title shot. It's more for Johnny Walker than it is for Corey Anderson. It is. It is. Um, see, let's see if Johnny Walker can upset the apple cart. But mm-hmm. I, I think I, I definitely, I definitely. Would like to see John Jones. John Jones tweeted out, you know, Stipe Miocic is the greatest heavyweight of all time. That's all I got to say. I, I don't have nothing else to say. And I agree with him. Um, the combination leading up to the finish was absolutely amazing. Just amazing. The fight was amazing. The card was amazing. U- UFC 241 was amazing. Um, wow, what's next for Daniel Cormier? I don't know. Um, what's next for Stipe Miocic? I was hoping that he called out John Jones there, on, on you know, right there, John Jones. I'm you know what I mean? Like I thought that would have been that would have been it. That would have been really really smart on Stipe's behalf. He did dancing. He, he you know he did the the Irish dance. You know, took a page out of Valentina Shevchenko's book. Um, he was doing you know a lot of he was really animated, but. Yeah. Not in the sense that made like any smart business move. Like he should have called out John Jones or or Brock Lesnar. Even who, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't see that right now. He got his belt back. Now he needs to. I. I don't. I don't. I think it's too quick for him. His focus has all been on Daniel. He 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 did the one thing that most of these people fuck up and do. He he um he did not look through Daniel. No, he, he looked right at Daniel, right, and that's his focus. But I, I'm just saying, like afterwards, Steve I know what you wanted. No, 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 no. But I don't. Saying, I don't think I. I the way that the division is shaped that. up. The way that the division is shaped up for both of these guys. I don't. I think, mean, you still got Ngannou coming up. But that's the thing. Stipe already beat Ngannou, so you got the Ngannou. Yeah, but Ngannou's so, 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 changed, right? I understand that, but what I'm saying is, when you look at the layout, like, okay, if I'm your manager and you're Stipe Miocic, and I you look at the layout and it's like, well, what's my options? Well, you can do the rematch against Daniel Cormier, but we're not sure if he's coming back. He might be retired. Okay, so let's put a question mark on there. If he wants his rematch, I'll give him a rematch. If you go up against Ngannou, it's all it's going to be about money. We have a Francis that we have a, a Francis Ngannou is here. We can we can do Francis Ngannou a rematch. It's like I already beat Ngannou. Like I know he, but it's going to be about Velasquez, the money, though. That's where it's going to come big, out. I don't think that's a big money fight. No, it's not about a big money fight. As right. been, as about a about. Just a paycheck as a draw, but they're going to pay you. Right, but if the John Jones fight is on the table, that's red panty night. I'm not. Yeah, I understand that. And now look at it from John Jones' side. Who's your next contender? I have no idea. Exactly. So for John Jones, I, I like to see the Tiago Santos run back, but that's going to take a year yeah, at minimum. Tiago had that fight. I don't agree. He came in injured and injured himself even more. I don't think he came. He in came injured. in injured and he injured himself more. I don't. 
why did he, he didn't come in injured? He, he did himself in the fight. And no, that's what I'm saying. He came in injured. It was released. He came in injured and he injured what, himself what, what was wrong before. With him in the fight? He had he already had uh, uh his knee was messed up coming in and then he made it way worse um, being in that fight. I think to be honest, I think John Jones would just take him down and submit. I him think in the a, round. I think a healthy, I, I can see that, but I think a healthy um, Tiago is more dangerous. I I agree, but I don't think I. It's I want to. I like to see that one go again, not immediately. No, I, I want to see something see, in between. Yeah, I, I need to see Tiago fight. But somebody else. I I just don't. I John Jones was playing. John Jones Huberus got the best of him. He was playing a game. He was playing a dangerous mm-hmm. game. Um, he wanted to fight a Muay Thai fighter standing up. John Jones is at the point where he's winning so much and he's so successful. He's doing little things to test himself just to keep it interesting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like he beat the game already, so now he's going back and doing like challenge missions and trying to make it harder for him. John Jones. Only nigga I know that does side missions in a UFC fight. Right. John Jones could have just taken him down. He didn't even attempt to take down. Like, he didn't try to mix it up at all. But what I'm saying is, on, a healthy, saying that, on two healthy legs, I don't know what that looks like. I'm saying that on two healthy legs, I'm saying if John Jones fights a, a very a smart game plan, mm. I don't. It, that, that first fight might not even have been competitive enough for us to even be thinking about it. But okay, so let's say so Tiago Tiago Silva, Tiago Santos, let's put an asterisk by it. If I'm John Jones, I don't say that I don't think you have to move up now because John Jones is being smart. First of all, he's if John Jones moves up to heavyweight, I don't think John Jones is gonna be moving up and dropping down between two or five. Mm-hmm. The gap is too big because you got guys that weigh two forty. So if you going up and going down, you're probably gonna be going up, you know, two twenty five, coming down. 205, you're not going to be going all over. You're not going to balloon up in muscle mass to 240 and fight. Um, but then if you do beat Stipe, which you're supposed to defend the belt against Francis Ngannou, that ain't good for your career. That ain't good for your life. Not if you ever want to go back to it. Like, like, so you, you want, want Stipe beat, to come down then? If you, no, I would rather Jones go up. And then just vacate the title? No, I would rather Jones go up and stay up. And but you just said Francis Ngannou is not good for your career. If you're going up and down... Francis Ngannou is not good for your career. Mm-hmm. If you're going up, and you're like if Jones goes up and and he's you know a big guy. You know what I want Jones to do when he goes to like fight Ngannou. If Jones goes to fight Ngannou, I want to see him do Ryan Hall because he can get a 50-50. Yeah, he can. Jones Jones got the he can, he not, he he's got the weirdness. Yeah, and the legs. I'm saying his legs is long. Oh, I agree, but he's got the weirdness. You got to yeah. have that weirdness in you. Yeah, have to channel that internal weirdness. Got to. You got to channel it. And I think Jones has it in spades because he is mm. an awkward dude. Um, and when he comes crawling out, yeah. I think I think he could just do that that creepy little horror scramble. You can crawl, you can crawl all the way across <laughs> like you did with Vitor Belfort and then yeah. just go for yeah. what you call um, You just got to secretly train with a Ryan Hall. I, I just think that I think I think Jones is really. This I is what happens be, when you clean out your division. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if Jones went up to heavyweight and just never came back down to light heavyweight. Unless but he's he went not up to heavyweight. In that. I know. Unless he but maybe he will be now that it's not Daniel. Now now you got something exciting. Um I just don't we'll see, see I just I mean Johnny Walker, I guess, is up and coming. I mean, I'm not I, you know, no knocks against uh, Johnny Walker. Um I would rather if Jones is gonna take an L, I would rather be against Stipe than than to be against um you know, I just like some you know, nobody like Johnny. 
Um, not a nobody in the sense that he's, you know, not a good fighter, but that he's just relatively unknown. Um, this was really, this was a huge shakeup. It changed the landscape of the heavyweight division. Stipe is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um, two-time heavyweight champion. Um, longest reigning heavyweight champion. Congratulations. Um, amazing, bro. Amazing card. Amazing, 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 amazing card. Gosh darn it, guys. Oh, man, if you if you missed UFC 241, you missed a banger. Please tune in on September 8th, UFC 242. Um, we have uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Dustin Poirier. And also on ESPN 6, I believe it is, we have um, uh, Jessica Andrade defending her belt in China against the, I think that's um, UFC fight night. A fight night? Is that I think a, that's a fight night. I think okay. it's fight night 155. Um Something like that. Okay. I think it is. I know it's in China. Because we just did five, so I think you go pay-per-view, fight night. Didn't and then ESPN. Yeah. And then she's fighting against a, a Chinese woman, so this she has the chance to be, or the opportunity to be the first Chinese athlete to ever win uh, UFC gold. So I'm really high, I'm really uh, excited about, you know, the roots and the origin of, of, of Kung Fu to, to That's a fight night. get a chance. Okay. Get a chance to um, to to secure a belt. Um, got some great stuff coming, man. Wow. And uh, that's all I got with that card. That card was that card. If I had to rank it out of a, you know a grading scale, I give it a nine out of ten. I just I leave just a, a little bit just for um, I, I, if Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis or was a five round fight or like, Yoel went to a finish. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I definitely, you know. Or Yoel got the win, period, you mm -hmm. know. Well, take him out, Lou. As always, guys, good night. God bless. It's been Round one.